I think that I went from a final one goal kind of idea to more an ongoing research about roles of democratic discourses. Design, design, design. Design Research Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Design Research Podcast of the Design Academy Eindhoven. My name is Arif Kornweitz and I'm here with Agata Jaworska. Hi Agata. Hi Arif. Agata, you're part of the Knowledge Circle that commissioned these design research podcasts. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and about the design research podcast. Well, myself, I'm uh, actually an alumni of the Design Academy Eindhoven as well. I graduated from one of the master programs in 2007. And last year, I co-headed the Design Curating and Writing uh, master program together with Tamar Shafir. I was an acting head. And last year, I also joined the Knowledge Circle, which is a body that operates between departments and also the readerships at Design Academy Eindhoven. And the intention of the body is to talk about research in advance or to sort of elaborate upon the research methods that are developing across the departments. The intention of the series of the um, Design Research Podcasts is to enter the space of the project and from the project elaborate upon research methods and in this way we hope to collect different ways of describing these methods. Yeah and we're joined here in the Academy in Eindhoven by Louise Golam. Hi. Hello you graduated last June. Yeah. From which department? From the department Men and Leisure. So in Bachelor. And um, now we just caught you before you're moving off to, to London where you'll be studying so basically it's called experimental communication, but it will be focused more on filming and documentary making. And it will be at the Royal College of Arts in London, starting in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So thanks for joining us. We would like to start off with a short description of your project. The graduation project that uh, I developed was actually in collaboration with an institution based in Den Haag. So it's called Prodemos. And the aim of this institution is to tell and teach kids what democracy is. And basically, we were asked to work around this theme of democracy. And for me, the whole project that I developed was really about giving an alternative way of looking at democracy and focusing it mainly on the vocal input and how we talk to each other. Since really, for me, democracy at this base is really confrontational discourses and talking to each other. And how did you realize that? In the end, uh, I created a radio program, also with uh, radio devices, uh, recording devices, that would be broadcasted in local uh, radio platforms and also allow local people to give a voice on the streets and also a reaction, but mostly upon the theme of the recorded city. So for me, it was interesting to see what people are willing to share with other people from the same place, but also what they are willing to keep for themselves and to protect. Okay, let's listen to an excerpt of the radio program and then we'll come back and talk about it. Yeah, I think the scale is not very human anymore. Mm. Eindhoven has chosen to build a lot of skyscrapers in the near future and I think it's a bit of a childish way to compete with other cities in the Netherlands. Yeah because they are always afraid that they don't belong to the big five, mm -hmm. big five cities in the, in the Netherlands. Who did we listen to? 
So this is Ben van der Broek, and he's the head archaeologist of the House of Heritage in Eindhoven. So um, it's a team that basically does excavations on the streets of Eindhoven, so researches all year long. And also they gather a lot of pieces that you can visit in the Museum of House of Heritage in Eindhoven. And um, yeah, basically learning from objects from the, of the past and also looking at the future with architects, how Eindhoven is building up and rebuilding up all the time. So I thought that as a first guide for the project, he was interesting in the sense that he had a broad view upon the city, like from really a long time ago up to nowadays and further on. So, I mean, your interest in dealing with new forms of democracy or the evolution or the ongoing development of, uh, of the project. And I was wondering, and yeah, you're doing this through voice. And I was wondering how you deal with the concept of uh, weight, giving weight to some voices. Uh, first of all, who you ask, and also how do you weigh different voices in relation to one another? Yeah, so for me, it was interesting to give the voice to people that usually wouldn't dare to use it, or especially to tell about their reaction upon the city they're living in. Especially this guy, for example, is really humble in the sense that he knows a lot about Eindhoven, but he would never dare usually to tell what his reaction are upon the development of the city and how he sees that the shape of Eindhoven is not, as he says, human anymore or uh, related to its citizens. So for me, I found that giving voice to more to citizens than actually people from institutions or governmental organization was interesting in the sense that they do not realize that they have a say and that their their voice can be useful like most of the time they would tell me like i don't know about it i didn't study it i don't have enough data or information about this And actually, the whole project was about making it really easygoing and comfortable in the sense that people would dare just to have a conversation and talk. Could you tell us some of your starting points for the research? Yeah, okay. So basically, um, so I'm half French and half Lebanese. And um, I'm, as a half uh, Middle Eastern person, I'm extremely politicized even though I don't want it most of the time, but I, that's something that is really, um, that has shaped my research and the way I design. And um, for me, I'm quite skeptical about the forms of democracy we see in Europe and how they've evolved. And actually I'm interested in how can you compare or how to relate basically uh, forms of democracy you could find in Middle East and in Europe. When I was uh, growing up uh, in Lebanon, what I was witnessing is that people really dare to really talk all the time about their neighborhood, like, um, and really heavily politically about uh, how it's evolving. And um, I found it amazing that just by groups of networks of neighborhoods, people would dare so much to go to each other and say, uh, what do you think of the new reform? What do you think of new laws? And um, I think for me, the most important was just to teach again people how to just talk to each other, not use um, uh, screens to vote on upon something or to write down upon something, but also to use uh, your voice. Because I also noticed that now from really the, the European perspective that I have also studying in Europe uh, now for the last four years, people are really afraid of being recorded all the time. And 
especially the voice and the whole theme of privacy is becoming bigger and bigger. And instead of actually trying to really reclaim it, maybe facing failure and, um, and conflict, people are getting more and more behind screens, behind walls and keeping their voice for themselves to just avoid conflict. What you constitute is the design element of the project. So, uh, and also specifically in the infrastructure, the instruments that you developed and how, how you, yeah, if you could talk about that. So basically it's a radio program, but it was also a re uh, recording device. on the. So it was a backpack um, in which you would have the microphone's recording, so both the space around um, and a smaller microphone, a, a mini microphone, really placed next to the, the mouth. So then you would have both the sound scope of outside, but also the anecdotes and really voice of the, of the guide. So um, this backpack was also like quite big and colorful to be really visible. Why was that important to be recognizable? Um, to trigger again the curiosity of people on the streets because since the guide is also having these recording devices on its back the person can really take us on a tour on the streets and we don't have to um, to stick to a recording room so that's interesting then to have the reactions with the public outside that is not being the guide and what was interesting for example with Ben van der Broek uh, is that he took us to an excavation space uh, where people were working and especially archaeologists and Then from wearing this backpack and devices, he really started to take over the role of being the, the host of the radio show. And he started to ask questions to people on the streets and also those archaeologists. So bringing up more people in the conversation. Your project has grand ambitions in, 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 in addressing democracy. But I'd like to ask you if, if there's something you could critically reflect upon in your project. Because as you can see, these are all values that we generally at this table agree to. So maybe you could um, try to see some of the limits in your projects. Yeah. Um, so now the, uh, what I can really see is that I developed this whole project uh, in collaboration with a radio platform here based in uh, Eindhoven, but also um, thanks to the art gallery um, Onomatope that was just nearby school. Uh, and what I can see is really that um, what I imagined as a systematic program was now really based on um, um, referring to how Eindhoven specifically works. So what I would see is that this program, even though it has a format, it has to adapt also to the locality it moves to. So now um, I can approach really easily people from various uh, um, backgrounds and professional context, but how would this work in a bigger city? Uh, would I have the same freedom of the routes and of choosing places? I don't think so. I think that uh, this program has to be constantly looked at in the sense that it has to adapt really critically, as you said, uh, at the size of the space and also the people that you find uh, on the streets, basically. Because now, uh, in Eindhoven, people are really used to have um, uh, people coming over to do design projects and researches. But uh, how do you approach people from, for example, a neighborhood that has no 
previous experience with having those researches going on. Like uh, you have for sure neighborhoods where it's harder to get a voice speaking. So I think in that sense, this project has to be always uh, really taken carefully in how you approach people, how you give them their, uh, the voice and how you make them comfortable with talking. Listening to you, I think that there's uh, not just one audience, but there's at least, I mean, there's several kind of uses of the project, right? So you get people on the street to talk to each other. You get someone to learn about how to approach people, how to make a radio project. But then also how you describe it, I think it seems to be a tool for you to analyze kind of structures surrounding democracy, relating democracy in different versions of that and how they also fail. So what do you think the goal was in the beginning and is that still the same? Um, I think my goal in the beginning was to really create live big groups discussions on the streets. I was really hoping that uh, the guide would become a really group gatherer and that people would create a conversation right on the streets by using it. But actually, as as I was uh, developing it, I, I really saw my role more as developing uh, a tool for people to learn about democracy, but also, as you said, to analyze the reactions of people uh, upon those subjects. So when I give the backpack to someone, I'm really always interested in see, uh, seeing like how he's going to react or she's going to react, um, how he or she is going to take the role of the guide or not, or feel comfortable. I'm interested in seeing how people will react, and I'm interested in the answers that I get about the subject of the recorded city and the democracy uh, on the streets. So... I think that, yeah, um, I went from a really final one goal uh, kind of idea to more um, an ongoing research about uh, roles of, uh, of those democratic discourses. And your idea of research and maybe also design research, did that also change? Um, in the past, when I was working on um, strictly developing research projects, it was most of the time treating data that was really already there. So it was always easier in the, f in the sense that things were kind of final for a moment and then I could just analyze it and translate it. But now I had to learn really how to analyze life like by talking to those people and also seeing the reaction uh, every time I was adding someone in the process because when I started to work with the uh, Rara radio platform and also Onomatope, I had to also see like what were their reactions and how they wanted to uh, take part or not in the project. So I think in that sense, with this project, I really learned how to um, create um, a kind of uh, reshaping of the project of all the time and evolution, ongoing evolution and not keeping it to um, a kind of scenario that I have clearly in my head and sticking to it. So I think um, that for me really opened up the possibilities of design research and I think that actually I felt way more at ease with this kind of research. And the role of the designer, did that also change in how you see it or how the possible sort of interpretations of that? Um, for me, it became really um, a role of diplomatic person like uh, within a team in the sense that the designer becomes the bridge between two uh, institutions or two people so I think that in that sense I really learned how to translate discourses. Uh, I also wanted to ask about um, 
other discourses that you, you, you encountered or, or you engaged through the project. At the beginning, the clip we heard, the gentleman was talking about city development and also the smart city development in Eindhoven. Could you talk about how uh, you see your project in relation to development and how um, the form of democracy or the, yeah, the way of participating in democracy that you developed uh, has power in, in city development? One of the starting points of the project here was also the um, so the example of the living lab in Stratum Sign. Uh, so I made um, a really unfortunate, I would say, encounter with a um, with a group of people there, really believing hardly on the fact that being recorded twenty four seven without knowing it was a good thing. So that really surprised me and I didn't know anything about this living lab. So I had to make my research on it and to also meet the developers of it uh, uh, to understand that, again, for me, the project is about communicating this whole development to people. To make a short explanation about it, it's basically sound sensors that are placed on the street and that are able to just by the frequency of voice to detect an upcoming conflict and then send this information to policemen. So for example, now on Stratum Sign, if the frequencies of voices is going higher, policemen will know three seconds, apparently three seconds before the conflict happened that it's going to happen. So then they can be there just right on time to stop it. So in a sense, that's interesting in the um, uh, idea to make it a more lively and livable place. But at the same time, people are recording 24-7 and don't know about this. Like, those sensors are not clearly mentioned. And then if you tell them, like, are you okay with being recorded? No, uh, I'm not agreeing on that. And what about my privacy? So you you can see that it's holding both positive and negative sides in the sense. So, in, uh, so to go back to, to your question, it's important to have those development ongoing, but then keep the discussion also ongoing with the citizens themselves on the streets. Like, what do they feel about it also? Um, maybe you could touch upon the notion of the smart city. And may I quote a little part of your text, part of a sentence. Participants will act as public storytellers, giving a crowdsourced database for emotional knowledge upon their own smart city. Nowadays, the notion of smart city is really built upon data, so raw data and not really, even though you have now uh, more and more studios looking at how emotions can create, create this data, it's not the most important one in the smart city development. What scares me is that in the smart city name and typology is that it's really dehumanizing the space. And for example, when you look at those, again, those sensor of the living lab, I was really asking the question, how does this become legal to recall those people 24-7 if they are not really aware of it? And the developer told me that basically as soon as you put those recordings on a program, an audio program like Audition or something on your computer, it doesn't become voices, it becomes hertz. So it becomes data and then it's fully allowed to use it. So why I used emotion for the crowdsource smart city is really for that, like tackling this idea of instead of just bringing up data, numbers, can we also add narratives, anecdotes, and more personal views into this crowdsource city? 
if we were to ask you about some of the methods you applied in your research process, could you elaborate that and perhaps also situate it in your department? I used methods that are really part of the uh, of the department that I was in. So Man and Leisure is really about interaction on the streets and getting information on the field, but also having multiple background information from literature and actually getting information by interviewing people. And uh, especially in this particular project, since it was so much voice-based, I think the interview process was the most important. What kind of resources did you use within the academy? Did you feel that there was enough for you to tap into? Did you have to look mostly outside the academy? Um, yeah, for this project, I honestly looked really outside of the academy. I had a lot of resources for uh, the reflecting of the information gathered afterwards, uh, in the sense that in Man and Leisure especially, we get a lot of uh, lectures from philosophers or ethnologists. So in that sense, you can really look back at what the information you got and um, scrap it down to the essence. So this I could really fi find at the Design Academy. But uh, for the process itself of developing those, uh, those uh, interactions in the city, having the material, uh, the devices, Yeah, the, all those connections, I really had to look outside of the, the academy. So I, I started to discuss with the Rara Radio. So it's an alternative radio platform in Eindhoven. They were really helpful in the sense that they taught me how to really conduct the, the format of the radio program. But also they gave me a platform to talk about the project uh, during one of their radio shows. So It also created more connection. And now I'm working with them to develop the project further for Design uh, Week. Uh, and Onomatope, uh, I worked with uh, specifically um, Josh Plow, who's um, a curator there. He was also really helpful for the project. And um, for all the, the people that I approached uh, for being guides, it's really yeah this network ongoing from the radio station to more and more people so it was also interesting how the network was developing and spreading across the city um, at the beginning of the our conversation you mentioned that sometimes you're politicized in in terms of that your background is made to play a role and i wonder how that was for you here at the academy because um, you're not the only graduate that works with their background and i wonder why that is is that maybe because of the kind of I mean, you're also away from where that background maybe is more present, or how did how did that happen? For the the graduation, it was important for me to come back at the uh, at my personal background. But I think at the design academy, generally speaking, we're always pushed to really bring back the projects to ourselves. And I think in that sense, it's really interesting processes because. You either relate it um, through a material, a technique, or really a story. So um, I think that w it's nice at the Design Academy that we're pushed so much to, even though the subject can be really Netherlands-based, we can bring it, bring it back a bit more to our personal background. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but do you think that's a good thing? Um, I think... It can be good for us in the sense to assume what we want to assume about our personal backgrounds. and I. Uh, but at the same time, and this is um, 
this can be used. <laughs> uh, I really thought, uh, especially during the graduation uh, ceremony and after uh, the day after, that unfortunately those backgrounds can be really used as trends. Like, and I don't want to say it only negatively, but I really feel, for example, that Middle Eastern designers tend to be more looked at now, especially since the last years that uh, the information is kind of always going back at how the situation is going on in Middle East. Like designer awards or stuff are kind of looking around uh, Middle Eastern designers. So again, it's, it's just like, where is the limit? Like um, it's good for us for our personal development, but at the same time, I don't want my personal background to be used just for then for an award to give themselves the good look because they put it the highlight on a on a politicized young designer, but not for the best reasons. That would be yeah for me the limit. I think that's a, a very good and important critique, actually, that I think um, in general it would be good in another instance to expand upon. I think also with the ambition to become a more uh, diverse uh, institution, which honestly I'm not quite aware of to what extent uh, the Design Academy Eindhoven is interested in and committed to that uh, ambition. But I do think um, the question, like some of the, the, the reflections you're making, would also not only in in terms of yeah in terms of like shifting attention diversifying attention and to what extent that is used for being seen in a certain way versus the true intentions of including more voices and and shifting our um, own subjectivities or our own biased position well i guess it's also a question about um what does universal design mean and what does what is the role of abstraction <clears throat> if in the end you are invited to bring back some your project for example to your own background uh, to a certain extent that feels like the abstraction method has failed right um, that might be because the resources are limited at the academy because uh, the, the teaching style invites that it's, i mean there are different reasons that you can imagine but yeah maybe you would like to add something Yeah, in that sense, um, to really go in this direction, I think that the limit gets really broke down when the, um, when giving your background to your project is really about only storytelling. Because this I could also feel in some projects, if you would just tell a beautiful story about <laughs> your country, then it would work out, even though the end result wouldn't be fully there and you wouldn't reach more people than just people from back uh, back there in your country. This was for me really a frustrating point because then I would really feel like I'm just giving a beautiful fantasized word, uh, memory, and not being able to bring it up to the public here in, in the Netherlands, for example. Yeah, okay. Um, we wanted to ask you also whether you consider that you graduated with a project or with a practice? Ooh, with a practice, definitely. Because um, not only for this project, but also the other one that I made, it's really it was really about, uh, again, how uh, my, my diplomatic role was working in design making, because I'm not fully a maker. Um, I'm more a translator of 
yeah concept and creating actually a team to build up the project with and i'm always really happy if i can in the end bring a project that is not only about how i took my uh, decisions and how i translated fully my idea but more how could i create for just this amount of time and just this project a team that was working on it so for me it's really a practice it's really how yeah teamwork can be created with design yeah great thank you so much thank you thank you <laughs> Design, 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 we research podcasts.